name is Inigo Montoya. Hello, Marion. Indiana Jones. Hello. Use the false loop. What's your job, Marlo? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends. Go for it. Transform and roll out. And all forms the head. That's what she said. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd Me Podcast. Jonathan, have you seen any good movies lately? I have, Alan. Oh. I saw, I saw a special advanced screening of Aquaman. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I saw a pretty good movie, too. Uh, you want to talk about how we saw this movie so soon? Yes, the official release date of Aquaman is December 21st. And um, Amazon Prime, I guess, teamed up with the movie company to offer their Amazon Prime members an advanced screening, which happened uh, December 15th. Saturday, December 15th, I believe it was one showing, 7 p.m. The theater I was at had it in two different theaters, and I believe they were both sold out. How about you? Um, yes, we, we got there, you know, our usual time, you know, I usually get there about half hour early and stuff. And, uh, our theater was ridiculously packed. I mean, I could not believe, I I didn't know if it was sold out or not. I just assumed it was because it was really full. Now, has Amazon done something like this before? Not to my knowledge. And I'm not a prime member. I went through my brother's account. Okay. Uh, yeah, as soon as I found, I think we talked about it on a, on a uh, Twig episode, like about a month ago, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and as soon as I read on the internet that they were doing this for Prime members, I texted my brother and, you know, I had to pull teeth to get the passcode from him. But, <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, I'm like, I got to go see this movie early. And um, it did. Uh, did you have um, a signed seating? Because we have a signed seating where you can pick your seats. No, my, in, in my movie theater, we don't have that. Oh, so did you have to like wait on the line? Uh, no, no. I mean, I mean, there, I probably waited online maybe for like two minutes or so. We got in early enough. I mean, our seats weren't the greatest, but they weren't terrible either. Like I said, I got in. I was there like half hour early. Right. Yeah, I gotta tell you, the assigned seating is like the best thing ever. Like you, <laughs> it's so awesome just walking in a minute before the movie starts and sitting down. Yeah, not and, having to worry where you have to sit. Right. So that's why I do. I don't go to theaters anymore. That doesn't have a signed ceiling. I don't care if I got to pay a little extra. Right. Um, but what was funny was, and I, I learned this last week because I got to see advanced screening of uh, Enter the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. There, there was no, I don't know if you had it, but there were no uh, previews before my showing. Were there any previews before yours? Uh, we had Shazam. Oh, did you really? Yeah. The old trailer? or didn't, is there? I would order? say it's probably the most recent one. I don't know if I've seen that one. But anyway. We didn't have any trailers, and I was like, because uh, I'm looking, it's like two minutes to seven, and half the theater was empty. I'm like, oh boy, these people think they got the 20 minute coming soon cushion, oh, yeah, right? <laughs> like, and they really don't. Yeah, yeah. so people were, were straggling for like, you know, maybe fi- up to 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah, we just had this big splash screen of Aquaman and the hashtag Aquaman something, and yeah, you're right. Our movie started pretty promptly. All right, so. Um, you had a full theater. I had a full theater. I had two full theaters. Uh, I was only one of them. But and uh, and yours right, was so a t- standard viewing, or was it 3D? No, it was just standard. Standard. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if they offered it in 3D for a preview. I don't know, but I, I I saw it in standard. But while I was watching the movie, I was thinking, you know, 3D wise, this probably would probably look amazing. Right. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let me ask you this: Your thoughts before going to what were your expectations? What did you? What were your feels about it? Um, I think when I first heard about the movie, uh, you know, basing on the Justice League movie, oh, I would say it started off pretty negative. And, I, and I'm talking maybe months ago. I probably wasn't really looking forward. To, I mean, I wasn't hating it. I just wasn't excited right. about it. Just kind of like Venom. I mean, it was there. It was something that I felt that we had to watch because of the podcast. As a got closer to release date my like i started getting a little more positive about it and leading right up to it i i think i was at an all-time high of maybe oh i don't know eight percent kind of like looking forward to it uh so it was it was a nice little ramp up but not really having super high expectations and um rotten tomato score 
I think it fluctuated. I, I think a, like maybe a week or two ago, it was rating a lot higher. And then as it got closer, the numbers started to drop a little bit. But that didn't really influence me whatsoever. And I brought my daughter and she had no idea, you know, nothing about it. She she went with a clean slate. Um, kind of. I mean, her version of Aquaman is from the Justice League movie. So that's kind of what she's basing it on. But uh, uh, how about you? What were, what were your do you have any expectations of it? I was concerned in regards to. Let's let's go back many years when they first announced Batman v Superman, and one of the first things they released, well, you know, they kind of let you know that Wonder Woman's going to be in it, and then they released a poster. Oh yeah, that said Unite the Seven. Yeah, and it was Jason Momoa. Now you and I grew up with comic book Aquaman on Super Friends, on on uh, in, in the comic books, and even on Smallville. You know, it was like a blonde, you know, blue eyed guy, right? Yeah. So when they announced Jason Momoa and, and that, that poster, that Unite the Seven poster where he's holding the trident, I thought that was an awesome um, idea, uh, you know, like great direction. It's almost it almost made like a duh, that's what Aquaman should look like kind of thing, you know? Yeah. This 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 hybrid Polynesian um, mix of Polynesian and Caucasian, you know, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I thought, it, you know, with the tattoos on, he looked great. So I was I was excited that Aquaman is going to be on film, and at this point we thought it was just going to be in Batman or Superman and then Justice League. Uh, obviously in Batman v Superman, barely in it. You know, it's, you know, he's a videotape or whatever they, that Bruce Wayne is. Um, so our first full look was Justice League, and I started getting worried about Aquaman <laughs> when the first Justice League trailer came out because. He was coming off like a dude, bro. And I've talked about this uh, briefly in other shows. And he was really quite a dude, bro, in Justice League. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I'm cool and tough. I can swig a whole bottle of whiskey and, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, boy, what are you doing with this guy? Mm -hmm. Uh, So his his appearance in Justice League really made me um, not fearful. What's the word? Um not sure of how this movie was going to turn out or how, how he would do solo, not in terms of this movie per se. Um, Did you like him in justice league? I mean, I I know he's, he was represented differently in that movie, but were you okay with that? I was okay with the portrayal of, in regards to him. I liked, I liked Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Mm -hmm. I like I said, I didn't like his how, what his personality came out to be in that movie. You know what I mean? Very. He wasn't fleshed out in the movie. He was very, like I said, dude, bro. Yeah. Um, his best moment is when he's sitting on the lasso, which is taken directly from a comic book, I believe, um, when he accidentally gets tangled up in Wonder Woman's lasso. Mm-hmm. And he says other things. But um, so they didn't really distinguish how is he different? What's his power set? How does it work? You know, because it just seems like, especially in Justice League, you're either – you have three people that are super strong can get hit with lasers and bullets and nothing will happen to them. Right. And you don't really know why or anything like that. So I wasn't happy with this portrayal of Justice League. I was happy with Momoa. I was still happy with him. Um, I, I'd say, I would say my uneasiness turned with the first trailer. Although that little bit of dude bro was still in there. I'm like, <laughs> oh boy, that's really bothering me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then the second trailer, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really happy. And I'm glad Mara had as much to do in this movie as she did. I think she was really good. Um, Amber Heard. Right. And the supporting cast is great in this movie. I yeah. Think. So that's where I was walking into. I was excited. I'll tell you, I was excited about it. I thought I'd be a boy about it. Okay. But I was really excited about it. Uh, I, you know, it's been since Ant-Man and the Wasp in July, since we saw a, a superhero movie in theater. Well, all right. Unless you count Venom, which I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was excited about this. I was excited to see what they were going to do. And I wanted them uh, – if I walked out of there wanting more, I knew it would be a good movie, and I walked out of there wanting more. So, Oh, right on. So you kind of had the same experience that I did where not so great and it kind of went up as the movie got closer. Right. Hmm. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, you brought up Jason Momoa. I liked him. I liked him as – if you're going to pick a guy to play this kind of character, they did a good job picking the right guy because he wasn't like – he displayed his strength, you know, because they did a good job of not, not really re- revealing the Aquaman outfit towards the end of the movie. And when right. you see this big guy, you know, what is he, 6'3 or plus? 
He's probably taller than that. T- taller than that and, and huge. He's a huge guy. You know, his physique alone, his stature, it made it so believable that he could be, you know, Arthur Curry. So believable um, how he fought. It, it wasn't like... You know, I think one of the things I struggle with Ben Affleck as Batman is I, I think because I know I've seen Ben Affleck before, you know, and I never took him as that action type guy. I know he did like a a, a Jack Ryan stint. Yeah, I, I never bought into the Ben Affleck thing. I know mean, a lot of people loved him as Batman. I, I just didn't care for it too much. But Jason yeah. Momoa did a fantastic job. I mean, if he, again, if you had to pick someone to play Aquaman, he's the guy. Uh, but you're right. He he to me, he still played that that bro dude and and i don't know if this is like a current thing but this is i kind of picked up in like an ant-man versus wop where the male hero has to be a complete idiot in comparison to the female hero too didn't you get that (laughs) i mean right but yeah i understand what you're saying but uh you know he's which is funny because you know scott lang has a master's in electrical engineering but Um, he comes off as an idiot compared he does come off like an idiot yeah. yeah And and he doesn't. I mean, Mara calls him like imbecile and stuff throughout the movie. Sure, but you know he's not dumb, and he kind of plays up the dumbness. He's like whatever, and that's that dude Brodness coming in. And and I think what that is, I think that's Momoa's personality. I think when they wrote Aquaman, they chose him. They they kind of wrote the part around him. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. They kind of made him silly but i think he redeems himself right but why was he well i'll still talk about the good <laughs> yeah well, let's it. talk about the good. Oh, <laughs> so in case people don't know by now this is definitely gonna be a spoiler heavy episode as all our movie episodes are because again we don't know how to talk about movies without spoiling them <laughs> so we've tried uh, guy let's talk about the, let's <laughs> let's talk about the good what what is what was your favorite thing about this movie oh amber heard i thought was fantastic in this movie for, for a person I really didn't know much about, especially character-wise, I thought she did a great job with with what she got. I thought her, her wig looked ridiculous, but for playing a role, I thought she was a very strong character in the movie. And even, even Patrick Wilson did a great job as the Ocean Master. He was good, too. I mean, all these guys took their roles and really took it seriously, I think. I don't think there's anyone there that was half-assing it, I guess. No, no uh, one was. Yeah, I thought everyone really tried to, to do the best they could for this movie. This was a fun movie. Let's <laughs> try to stick to all the good stuff. But no, the, I thought the acting was good. I mean, I, I appreciated the acting doing as best as they could for this movie. I don't think they tried to, to kind of half-ass it, like I said. I, had, I mean, I had a lot of good things about to say about this movie. I enjoyed it immensely. I enjoyed Amber Heard's Mara. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in a way, it could almost be her movie. You could you could change the name to Mara and it would still make sense. Sure, yeah. You know, um, but you're right. They did play it up like you know, like he's an idiot and she's like the smart one with all the answers. Um, I loved I loved how it was set up. Kind of, it was almost in a weird way. It kind of reminded me of Indiana Jones because it was like we have to get this thing and then we have to get this thing and then we have to get this. You know what I mean? Yes. I love. I kept moving. Like I I told the person I went with something. Like, there was not like a minute there where I kind of. Um, not blanked out, but you know, kind of let my mind wander. Mm-hmm. Like I was invested in this movie, and and the action scenes were great. Patrick Wilson was fantastic. Yeah, uh, he brought such weight to that. And I'm telling you what, you know, we 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 talk about how Marvel has figured out their villains, and their you know a lot of their recent movies, their villains have more depth and more meaning. Mm-hmm. I think I think Ocean Master and Black Manta are currently the best DC villains. Um, Ares was just, you know, really strong guy. You had to fight. Steppenwolf was obviously just a, a video game bad guy. Right. Um, even the Suicide Squad, uh, I don't know who they fought. <laughs> Enchantress, whoever. <laughs> uh, but these are villains. You knew, you knew why they went, they were doing what they were doing. Not that you agree with them or understand. With Black Manta, I understood why he was doing what he was doing. But Ocean Master, I totally disagree with everything he was doing. But... I could see his point of view on it, and Patrick Wilson was great. I always said that if they didn't go Jason Momoa, if they went blonde hair, blue eye for Aquaman, it should have been uh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah. But I think as Orm, he's fantastic. I love how they leave the door open for him to come back. Right. Um, yeah, and I and Black Manta was great. I I don't know that they've 
in the comic books that they ever showed that Arthur had such a hand in the creation of Black Manta. And he has to own that. And 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 I was really happy that there's a scene toward the end where he he brings up how he let Black Manta's father die. Um, and he owned it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, and I created an enemy and anything that he does is now my fault. Right. Yeah. And that was great. And even that, you know, we, I was complaining about oh, Batman wouldn't kill, Superman wouldn't kill. The way that they set that up is, you know, Aquaman technically didn't kill him, but he also, it's kind of like the end of Batman, uh, begins, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to save you either. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's kind of that thing. When he did the race, Yeah. Yeah, I just really enjoyed this movie. I loved how he grew as a person, how he finally accepted the mantle of King. Um, I, I just really enjoyed it. Well, let me ask you, I think this is one thing I kind of struggle with. Why do you think Aquaman was the reluctant hero? I mean, when they show him as a kid, it shows that he he understands what happened to his mom. He understands that, I guess, Atlantis betrayed the mom because of him. And they also show him at some times where he actually has some anger about what happened to his mom. So why doesn't he want to go feet first, let's say, into the ocean to take on the mantle of Aquaman? Well, I I think, well, there's two separate things there. There's the hero and then there's the king. And I think he was reluctant to be king. I think once his mom was killed and he blamed Atlantis for that, he... He was like, F that, you know, I don't need, who cares about Atlantis? I don't care about Atlantis. He was never the reluctant hero, though, if you think about it, you know, because the dad's like, you know, Are he you kidding the me? Sub. That's the, the whole entire movie that you've been trying to convince him, take on the, the mantle of the king. And he just kept saying, no, right. I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. No, no, no. I'm, I'm separating hero from king. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He was fine being the hero. He was fine using his powers to help people, but the surface world. You know what I mean? Huh. Like he he saved the sub in the beginning. Remember, he, uh, Bruce Wayne found them at that fishing village because every whatever winter or whatever he would come and feed them. Okay. So he was, you know, his dad and his dad was like, "Oh, okay, I knew that was you." So I don't think he had a problem being a hero in the on the surface world. I think all his problems were with Atlantis, and I want nothing to do with them. I'm a half breed. They killed my mother. You know, why would I go there? Why would I care? Why not and avenge I, your mother? It felt like, I, I mean, I felt... Uh, okay, fair enough. You know, so, yeah. I didn't plunge. Oh, movie. God, is that Dahlgren? <laughs> and how good was he? <laughs> he was really good. I nice to see him play him that act. role instead of, you know, in film. Well, yeah, or just a bad guy. I, I, I'm watching the same, like, how come he never gets a lot of lines in his movies? And a lot of f- fighting, too. <laughs> yeah, he barely fought. I don't think he fought at all, really. Yeah, but, um, that guy with his stature, you know, I, I thought they picked him because of his stature, that he could, you know, basically stand toe-to-toe with Jason Momoa if, if needed be, you know, uh, because, yeah, Patrick Wilson. I mean, everyone is basically dwarfed by Jason Momoa except Dolph Lundgren. Right. Yeah, and I think he did. He was he did a good acting job. I he, did. he had a lot of lines. He was fine. I'm watching some like how come for the past thirty years all he ever gets to do is he's grunt, <laughs> you know, Rocky Four, Expendables, uh, Red Red Scorpion, or whatever he was. That was called Red. Well, he was, you know, it could just be the fact that you know they gave him a lead role in The Punisher, and that was terrible. Yeah, but was that his fault or no? But you know, that's how maybe people would perceive him to be. And it could be directing too. I like James Wan. So yeah, like we said, Volko, uh, Willem Dafoe. I was I was looking at him like there's three other people in there that have been in comic book movies. You know, Willem Dafoe was Green Goblin and Spider Man. Right. Dolph Lundgren was the Punisher, and uh, who's the third one? Oh, Patrick Wilson was in Watchmen. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So oh, I forgot three other. Yeah. So it was just really really good. I, I mean, I don't know what to say. Um, what else do I like? I liked, well, talk, why don't you talk about some of the stuff you like? I feel like I'm hogging the whole, like, conversation. No, 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 because I think this is your time to shine because, um, I, 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 I think you and I came out of this movie a little bit different. Oh, wow. I, okay. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, <laughs> I mean, I'll I don't want to be Mr. Party Pooper and stuff, but I walked out of that movie. So when you look at the Rotten Tomatoes score, I, I, didn't, ch- I didn't check it today, but it, it ended with, I think, mid-70s. 
with fan score up in the 90s. It's currently at 70 with 96% wanting to see it. Is it 70 for the... 70% yeah so that number dropped at at one time it was at 89% and then it dropped so I I think I am closer because you know I asked my daughter hey what you know what do you give it right and she says well five and I said oh well I give it six so we'll say 5.5 you know um and I think the reason why my my number was so low again I went in with you know, minimal expectations. And, and again, I like, I like the characters. I like the acting in and stuff. I think what was a big distraction to me was how hard they were trying. It almost felt like they were trying too hard not to be the Zack Snyder version and trying too hard to make it feel like a Marvel movie. Because that was the very first thing. You know, my daughter and I had a discussion on the way home. And I said, well, you know, what did you think? And we had the same exact feeling in the sense that there are times in the movie I felt I was watching Black Panther. There are times in the movie I felt I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy. There are times we felt like we were watching Thor, you know, and it, there, it was almost like they're trying to have that feel. And I get it. I think it's it's DC needed to do something very, very different. It just felt very too familiar to me is all I'm saying, you know, um, and when I look at the special effects, too, I don't know how Marvel does it, but Marvel's universe seems so real, even though you know it's so fake. And when you look right. at Wakanda, that is obviously, you know, what you see is not the real thing. But damn, I believe it. Even when they're on Titan, I be- there's something about it that's so believable. But there's not 1% of me that believe that that lighthouse was a lighthouse. I felt I was really? watching like, yeah, I, th- I thought wow. it was totally green screen. Like the only thing that actually looked real to me was the the shot after, I think, um, what's his name? Orm? Orm, that first tidal wave that hit the land. And they had like that's that shot where they saw the aftermath of the village getting destroyed. I mean, that actually looked like like real like earth. Right. Other than that, everything just looks so artificial. And you know what it is? I think the hard part for me nowadays is that when you're looking at movies today because they are HD, everything looks so good, so clean, so clear. It almost looks too artificial for me. And that was a problem I had with um, Tomb Raider that came out, you know, earlier in the year. Right. Is that you can clearly tell that. You know that. Well, of course, it's special. How else are you going to do an Aquaman movie without special effects? There's, there's no other way to do it. It just felt that that was the palette that I got on screen was a little too CGI for me. But there's no way, other way to do it. But they could have well, though. When it came to the land part, I felt that they could have went to you know, if they, especially if they're filming like lighthouses. There's several in California they could have picked from, or even if they had to go to Maine to do it. You know. Well, what about well, let me ask you this. How, what, what about the underwater stuff? I mean, because you, 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 that's almost all CGI. Oh yeah, like I said, th- that part th- there's definitely a high understanding that that it has to be like that, you know. And you have to. So would you say? So it. you're thinking that you're saying that that CGI was better or more believable? No, as no, much no, as you no. Can not believe. believable. Not not in that sense. I mean, like I said, the ocean is obviously all CGI, 100. percent right. I did like how they're how they were able to film these guys floating in the water and swimming away and stuff like that yeah Yeah. i mean that looks so good even the fight scenes were were done so well i mean that looked believable i just felt that there are some parts where i think they didn't have to necessarily use cgi or maybe they did i'm sure marvel does the same exact thing in regards to setting and how they film it's just that i think marvel just has such a does a better job of executing i don't don't know about that because i know marvel like for Avengers and the other place, they, uh, I forgot which movie, but they filmed at an actual, they filmed it on the streets of Cleveland and, you know, to substitute for New York. If you watch and, the behind the scenes of Civil War when they're at the airport, it is right? literally one big green room. <laughs> Nothing there is real. The airport was fake. I mean, everything was computer generated. It's mind boggling how they pull yeah. it off. And Titan was a big green room too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, other than that, just, I mean, it could be an issue of the company that they both use. You know, yeah. maybe one company is better than the other. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the the whole another thing, the whole de agent thing. It's kind of like they they start off with a typical Marvel chapter. Let's start off the movie with young, make like de age them digitally. You know, and uh, Nicole Kidman. They probably didn't do anything to her because she looks amazing. 
She does. You know? Yeah, I was trying to think, like, wait, did they de-age her? Is that what she really looks like? I was so confused. Uh, yeah, well, I, I didn't think of it until when, um, until later in the movie oh. when it was present time. I was yeah. like, oh, she looks exactly the same. <laughs> right. They must she not looks... have had to de-age her. Right, <laughs> yeah. And, and I wasn't, I actually didn't know who, who played, uh, Arthur's dad until you know, I asked you before the show. I'm like, who was that guy? Was he somebody? And then you said he, what's his name? Tamura? Tamura Morrison. Yeah. Who's Django Fett. Right. And, and, you know, I didn't know who he was. And it, he looked so odd in the de-aging process and beginning the film, probably because I didn't know who he was. You know, he just I looked. I tell you, maybe your screen was more high def than mine because I didn't notice any of this stuff. The only time I noticed CGI was anytime they had the, the sky and the clouds in the background. That to me looked blatantly like they were standing in front of a green screen. Oh, really? Yeah, like I, I, I had no problems with the lighthouse. I had no problem with the de aging thing. Um, I thought the underwater scenes were fantastic. I love, you know, you said it. I love that they they understood the physics of being underwater. Yeah. Um, you know, and I loved that how they addressed speaking underwater by not addressing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just just go with it. I mean, you believe the guy's breathing underwater. I can't believe he's, he's talking. About it, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, oh no, the fanboy in me is, is very happy with this movie. Like, if I had to talk about, hey, they made an Aquaman movie, cool. Do I want DC, the DC universe, to succeed? Absolutely, I do. I want, I want more of these things to happen. And having again Momoa play the character, awesome. You know, he is to me like my version of Aquaman in my head because, you know, later in the comic books, I think it was Mark Way that gave him the beard. No, was it? No, no, no. Was it Peter David or Mark Way that cut off his hand? Peter David. Peter David. And that's when the beard started with Aquaman, too. Right. Uh, and, you know, they, they took that version. They ran with it. So I was OK with it. You know? And there was the homage. His his battle armor um, in the first fight with Orm yeah. kind of resembles that costume, you know. We had the oh, that's right. It did. Oh, wow, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Well, this is my thing. Uh, there, if we start at Man of Steel, Aquaman makes the sixth DC movie, right? Oh. Where would you put it? Uh, One to six. Start, starting, starting with... Um, if you start at Man of Steel, the first Man of Steel, there's been six DC movies. Ooh, you want me to name them all? Number two. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm very... I mean, I loved Wonder Woman. And... I would almost put this next to Wonder Woman because what, what brings down Wonder Woman for me is the is the boss battle at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they turned they turned Ares just into another CGI powerhouse with you know undefined powers that she just got to punch into submission. You know? Yeah. But other than that, Wonder Woman is a fantastic character movie, wonderful movie, wonderful actress, and I think Aquaman was almost there. I didn't like he's. The, my, I groaned out loud when he they walked into that room in the desert, and, they, oh, and okay. she's like, "Oh, it's the weapons wall." And he goes, "Badass!" I was like, "You gotta be kidding!" Me. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, bro, cut it out!" <laughs> uh, yeah, and there were attempts at humor in this movie that didn't go over. Yeah, like there, I knew, and I was in a full theater, and there were there were jokes in that movie where you were supposed to laugh, and nobody, and I heard crickets. I, I think the one time where my audience did laugh, and it's probably the only time I laughed too, was when the when the dude in the bar wanted to take selfies. Yeah, you know, I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. But oh, did you? There was, <laughs> yeah, there was one I laughed out loud. I can't remember which part it was though. But and how many times I, they I, have to do the over the shoulder shot of him? You know, his back. And he does that, and they slowly down. turn the face to camera move. Because he smolders. <laughs> <laughs> the smoldering look. That's fan. That's girl fan service or whatever. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, dude, she's I, I mean, he 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 is like superhero. Here's like, what I'm like, gonna tell like, you: like Dwayne Johnson, his stature is like inhuman. Yeah. So I will tell exactly what because I've been thinking about this. Because I knew we were gonna talk about this today. Yeah. I'll tell you exactly why I. And it's funny because I'm always the guy that goes, "Well, I go in there the first time with a critical eye, and I feel a certain way about it, and I always wait until I see it again, and then I feel better about the movie." Right. Okay. Right, that's what I usually do. Okay. I don't think I went in there with a critical eye this time, and I walked out of there loving it. Now it could be reversed, and my usual thing is I might go, I'm definitely going to see it again. Right. And I might be like, oh yeah, you know, I, mean, <laughs> I might come out like, Ugh. but as of today, the day after I saw it, I love this movie because this is one of the most comic book comic book movies we've seen in a long time. Right. And what I mean by that is they didn't run away from anything in the comic books. All the costumes are comic book accurate. 
Mera looks like that in the comic book. Right. Aquaman at the end looks like that in the comic book. When Orm put his helmet on, right. I almost giggled like a schoolgirl. Because <laughs> that is exactly what Orm looks like in the comic book. Right. Did it make his costume darker or, you know, put more spikes or whatever on it to make him look cooler? Black Manta looks exactly like they got away with putting a big old breathing helmet on the dude with two big red eyes and they made it seem <laughs> as realistic as you can in that situation. I hear you. I loved every character looks so accurate. To, it was such a, and he embraces, what's he say? His last lines are, I am Aquaman, shades of Iron Man, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and look, I understand you're, you're thinking about, about Marvel. I mean, that whole under in the submarine thing in the beginning, I'm like, all right, so he's got Captain America's shield. Is that what's happening now? When he's throwing the hatch around? Oh, okay. Remember the round hatch? Oh, yeah. He, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm I mean, totally I didn't saying. think about that. I did. And I was just like, I'm fine with that. Are we ever going to see a comic book movie and not compare it to a Marvel movie? I don't oh, think no, so. Oh, no. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. I'm not saying the movie's bad. This is why I was telling you. Oh, I know. When I, when I wanted to do this podcast, I wanted the good, the bad, and the nerdy. Because the nerdy aspect of, of me, this film, I loved it from from the like exactly what you're saying that they they literally took the comic book and and made it into a movie as best as they could i mean right. the looks were i mean that was comic book the outfit they did not shy away from it which is what annoys me with like the x-men movies is that they purposely <laughs> don't do anything uh comic book in regards to the outfits and this time they actually did something that translated exactly how i think it should be like superman does not need muscles on his on his costume. There's no yeah, reason to have muscles. like padded muscles for Superman. I mean, Henry Cavill's a beast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he could just wear like I don't know, skin tight pantyhose, and he'll just look just as menacing. Well, and, I mean, Christopher Reeve, he wore like uh, tights. And yeah. He wasn't. He, he certainly wasn't built like Henry Cavill. But you believe he's Superman. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah. dude worked out. I mean, yeah. See, I, I like that. This this whole the whole complex aspect of this movie is, man, if DC can can continue with this footprint in regards to really taking the essence of the comic book and put it in the film, man, these guys are going to be super successful. All I'm right. saying is that I just felt that there were just some things that, again, it's, it's hard to not compare to the Marvel Universe because it is – very successful and they do make very right. good movies it just felt like that I there's said, just I, some things that there were just you know i want to see something a little bit different that's all again they they, they follow the same chapter with with like iron man and and Ant Man and was hey let's start off a film with de-aging it's like come on i mean fine de-age you can do that but it, it was almost following the same beats yeah it's, but it's an origin story movie it's gonna it's gonna have to and like i said marvel's successful so why wouldn't they i think every superhero movie that's not a marvel movie is gonna in some way follow the marvel format I don't, and i don't th see that as a negative thing yeah. because look what happened when dc tried not to right it was a it was a cluster f you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 so i get it i get why they did it and i but i i mean stuff that should be ridiculous you know, the sharks. Aquaman has been the, a joke ever since the Super Friends, right? Right. He rides a seahorse. He talks to fish. Dude, they did all that in this movie. And then at once, did you did it make you – they didn't do it for a laugh. Right. You know, and they never said – he communicates with the fish. He never says the word, I talk to fish. He goes, I understand them. They understand me. They did the circles. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he – I don't know if you realize that at the end, but he was riding a seahorse. Yeah. Oh, that was, was fantastic. A giant seahorse. But he, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is like everything – because I liked Dr. Man a lot when I was little. Mm -hmm. And it always bothered me through the years that he would get all this crap. Like, oh, you could talk to fish or you ride a seahorse whatever. Right. You're useless out of water. Stop yeah. it. Uh, and I just I just loved what they did. I, I wish they would have explained Mira's powers, like why she has them or how they work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really do that, but maybe she'll get her own movie. Um, I, I, look, I love the journey. I, oh, I have some things I didn't like about it, but like I said, this is probably one of the most comic book comic book movies we've seen in a long time. Because look, even Marvel in the beginning, it's less now, but in the beginning, they shied away from you know the bright colors and the and the flashy costumes and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. But no, they didn't do it here, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> they pay. They let you know. Because I was really curious. They did nothing to – they didn't load up with Easter eggs. They didn't – this movie wasn't set up to set up a, a franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
they mentioned she she mentioned you know you helped battle Steppenwolf, you saved the world then, and that's the only kind of nod you have to to anything else DC's done, and 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 that lets you know this movie takes place after Justice League. Oh, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that's where I got a little confused because when I heard about this movie. And, there, you know, it was going to be an origin movie. I just assumed it took place before Justice League. And I was trying to figure out, well, you know, where is this timeline in regards to the whole DC universe? But when they said that, I'm like, oh, OK, well, that actually does make sense. Because in a Justice League, he wasn't. Did they ever allude to that? He was he was something. Because, OK, here, here's what's confusing. Then if you're going to say that in the Justice League movie, he does go back to Atlantis to get the uh... to get the mother box. Well, did he go to Atlantis or he went? That's a good point. I think okay, well, well, all right, we'll just put that aside. Well, we don't know if the mother box was in Atlantis per se. You know what I mean? Right. It might have been in some ruin under the water somewhere, guarded. And that's where Mira meets him or Mira meets him, right? Yes. And then it also brings us to play the different tridents because he's got – doesn't he get a trident from underwater? And then in this movie, he's got his mother's trident. Yes. Yeah, and this, so this is like it's you know by the end of the movie he gets another trident. That's like his fourth trident. Uh, I mean, we, I can I can easily look past that, especially if DC's trying to look past it. Yeah, but I, but I like that line when they mention Steppenwolf, and, I, and it, right then and there it clicked. Oh, okay, so this is after Justice League, you know. Yeah. But I, they, I don't think I I kind of knew where I was in the DCU timeline up until that point. Right, and I was really concerned when that wave first hit. My thought is like, well, look, if this is – I'm thinking this as the movie's going on. Like if this is like a worldwide thing and this takes place after Justice League, how are they going to explain Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman not being involved, oh, yeah. you know? Right. Oh, but OK. That's a good point. I, it's a good point. But then they solved it and I don't know if they did this purposely or not. They didn't do it with a line of dialogue. They just did it with your action because he in this movie is just going nonstop. Yeah. There, at, no point, at no point is he able to call anybody or – I, I'm 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 go- I went into assumptions like well they're heroes they're helping where they can help they're doing what they need to do and I have to take care of this part of it. Well, and they need to keep the fight in the ocean to not necessarily have to bring in help, because I thought well in the beginning of the movie I thought they were setting up okay there is this ocean war and they're going to take it to the land, right? Know? And yeah. I, that's what I was kind of thinking that was going to happen. And then it, it turned out to be like Lord of the Rings on the water. But it makes sense for them to do that, though. I think they, they had to do it that way because. Well, his whole goal was to keep the war. Well, to end the war, of course, but to keep it from even reaching the land. Right. Where the only thing that was like the first shots were fired in terms of the, the waves. Right. The title. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved I loved the different seven kingdoms. I love that they all look different. I'm glad they weren't just variations of, of you know, um, human beings you mm-hmm. know what i mean like they're, right. you know, the fishermen were a different clan the uh the brine i thought they were awesome yeah that, that uh, you're right that you said lord of the rings underwater yeah i would have watched i would have watched a 30 minute battle of, of that underwater uh, <laughs> i thought it was awesome yeah. um you know the sharks the sea or it was just great it was I, I you know the whole underwater stuff i loved i loved the different um the different you know ways that they were able to um, like they all had their own little culture, you know what I mean? Right. But it was great. It was great. Did now did Orm have Orm have any special powers that that were different th- other than he was king? I, I would I would think he has the same powers as Aquaman. He might not be able to have the fish thing, talking to the fish. I think. Uh, well, I think just, just by being Atlantean, I think they're stronger. They're more durable because of the you know the pressures of underwater. I think his eyesight actually his eyesight might be different because. Um, oh, he doesn't need the, he doesn't need the the outfit above land. That's what it is. Well, because yeah, I, I assume people of royalty board. had something special. Because you know, Aquaman had it. Yeah, they can breathe. Yeah, my 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 friend that I went with asked that. She goes, "Well, I didn't understand why some people could breathe out of water and some couldn't." And I'm like, "Well, they you know, there's a line that says the highborn could breathe out of uh, the royalty. Yeah. People of royal royal lineage could breathe out of water." And um, that's why the other, you know, the soldiers had like the suits on with the water in them. Right. So, so I was wondering, did Orm had, did he do anything special or different? I didn't, I didn't pick up on anything. No, no. And I think, I think what would make, I think Aquaman is like any other Atlantean, except for the talking to the fish and maybe a few other things. <laughs> I don't know that he's stronger than them or anything like that. I think they're all. 
Yeah, um, my daughter had a point. She says, why is Aquaman just as strong as everyone else if he's a hybrid? If he's only half Atlantean, why is he so strong? I, I looked at him like, hey, that's a good point. And, and I said, well, what about Blade? Blade's yeah. the same way, too. Uh, you got to stop taking her and in these movies. Well, she was asking, everybody. you know, because the reason why I asked her, I'm, I'm glad I, because she's 14. And sometimes I sit through a movie because I was getting a little like nitpicky in a sense. I have to keep saying to myself, you know, when they're making these movies, are they who are they making it for? Like if you're looking big picture, I'm sure they're trying to hit like all demographics. But what is that one like demographic that, that they're going to hit? Like the Transformers movies, why do they make so many? Why even though they've been, you know, a lot of people, I, I guess, criticize it. But there are those other pocket that just love Transformers movies and they always go back to the common denominator special effects you know how it looks and i'm not saying that's bad that is just like a a group of people that like that kind of thing and so sometimes i think maybe that is what this movie is hitting for for some they're going to hit you know whenever you're doing a comic book movie especially nowadays i mean it is more acceptable to do so so they have to please the fans or else they'll 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 crucify them Right. We've seen that before in other cult movies where right. they didn't do them just so they will crucify them. But then you also have to appease like, you know, the, the 50 year olds or 40 year olds or 30, the 20. the t- I mean, you can't, you know, um, so make everyone happy. But they, I'm sure they have to hit a particular uh, focus group, too. So that's why I'm glad I bring her because maybe there are just some things that, you know, I'm not seeing that she sees. But she is coming from. You know, she's from the Marvel fan base. She'd never watched the Justice League cartoons, you know, and, and her only exposure to Aquaman is from the Justice League movie. That That's it. You know, right. so she doesn't appreciate uh, Black Manta. She, um, Manta. she doesn't appreciate Marin, who she looked All she kept saying was, oh, well, that was Black Widow with another bad wig. I mean, that, that was her point of view, <laughs> you know, because and she felt those same beats of Marvel films because that's. From a 14-year-old's perspective, that's all right. she knows, you know? Right. So that's why well, I was like, wow, I couldn't believe it. Like, we were agreeing a couple of things, and, and I thought I would get a different reaction from her, especially because it was Jason Momoa, and, and he's like this, you know, macho, macho dude. Yeah, I think it's different nowadays than it was when... I mean, if this movie came out in 1984 when we were kids, we would be, like, loving this thing. Oh, my God. And I would... Yeah. Get but Aquaman the thing is, you're right. On. They have to... Are they making these? But they, but they were making those movies for kids back then. You know what I mean? Like yes. And if it hits with adults, that's great. I think you know, take something like Back to the Future. It's probably made for for teenagers and you know maybe a little younger kids. But if it hits with adults, that's great, of course, obviously. But and it didn't. But they didn't have a fan base that they had to cater to. Mm-hmm. They're like we, you know there weren't forty five year old men in 1984 critiquing back to the future and all this stuff unless they were critics you know yeah on the fanboy perspective yeah you know 45 year olds in 1984 were smoking cigarettes and having heart attacks and things like that but you take a movie like superman that movie came out 40 years ago i think this month and you got an un, a relatively unknown actor um you have special effects that came out back in the late 70s but holy sh- oh almost cursed there holy crap that movie was so good so believable Everything for 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 from my point of view today, that still is my number one superhero movie because I thought they they took that realism in that movie and it it satisfied everybody. I don't think it, it they were pointing at a particular demographic at that time, you know. But then, but then again, Superman has the the luxury of being Superman, you know. Everyone knows Superman, and they but they I would say followed like the comic book. Uh, history or or the mystique behind superman pretty closely you know mm-hmm. so I, I thought they did that one pretty well without having to pick hey we want to make it appeal to a demographic for example i'm just like man i'm just I, I this movie i felt like a kid again for a little bit oh, that's and nice. i enjoyed that and and the marvel movies the marvel movies are such good movies and i don't feel like a kid when i watch them i feel like I feel like an adult that loves these characters and I'm seeing them in a, in a, in a production or, or in a story that is really, you know, brings me into it. You know, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like the yeah. difference between the two? Like Aquaman was like pure fun for me. I sat there, I had fun. I'll, it's very rewatchable. It's a, it's, it's a difference of this is 
Civil War, Infinity War, whatever, when they're on, I have to sit in front of the TV and watch them. When I get Aquaman on Blu-ray, I'll probably watch it. But then there'll also be times I'll put it on and I'll fold my laundry in front of it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'll I'll be able not to pay full attention, but sit down and watch cool moments of it. I think I feel you know? that way with the early Marvel films. Like when Iron Man 1 came out and the first Captain America, I think I was, like you said, fanboying in a sense. Like, oh my God, this is so awesome. They're, they're, they're doing these things. Uh, Infinity War, Civil War, whoa. I mean, that's, I think that's more the adult in me versus fanboying right. out. But the earlier ones, I think I got it. Even and, and how much of this is also, when Marvel started, you know, besides the X-Men and Spider-Man movies, we didn't know what to expect from Marvel movies. So a good Marvel, like, and uh, we say it all the time, we would go to crappy movies so they'd keep making movies <laughs> until they finally made good ones. Sure. So we didn't know what to expect. And they turned out to be good. Iron Man's a good movie, you know. Um, even The Incredible Hulk was good-ish, you know. Yeah. We try to talk about the worst movie, the worst Marvel movie, maybe Dark World, maybe Incredible Hulk. But they're not bad movies. Right. So so they kind of paved the way and let Marvel grow in expectation because they were so good that then we started to be like, all right, Marvel, this better be a good movie. Guardians better be good. Guardians had to be good because nobody knew who they were. Ant-Man had to be good. Because nobody knew who he was. Right. You know? So, and they did that. But DC, they come Man of Steel. It's, you know, we've had, just in our lifetime, we've had Christopher Reeve, Dean Kane. There was a Superboy TV show on for a little while. Yeah. Right? We had uh, Smallville. We had Superman Returns. We had five different versions of a live-action Superman before Man of Steel at the screen. Mm. So, there, the, you know, DC was working uphill. And... Same thing with Batman. Lord knows how many Batmans we had, live action wise. <laughs> so, at night, you know, and I forgot one because the show was off the air when we were growing up, when we were around, but the show was still around while we were growing up. The the 1950s Superman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I think DC and they were coming off of their, they, they started, what, five years into Marvel's success. Mm-hmm. So they had a lot going against them. And then they hired this guy who was known for his bleakness and all this other stuff. And, and they were destined to lose. So in regards to writing the ship, Wonder Woman, fantastic. Justice League is probably too far into it to save it. Right. Aquaman, great. I feel better about Shazam now, even though I don't like Zachary Levi. I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling better about Shazam now. I don't know how I feel about the Joker movie. And I'm definitely looking forward to Wonder Woman Part 2. Let me, let me tell you this, man. Can you imagine if they started off with, you know, Man of Steel, a solo Batman flake? Wonder Woman, Aquaman, right? You get your main players, and then you do the Justice League. Holy, I was going to curse again. Holy crap. I think that it would have been way, way better understanding these characters more fleshed out. I mean, I have a better understanding of who this Aquaman is now. Right. Have they done, you know, the Justice League, you know, a couple years down the road? Yeah, look, we can we can talk for hours on the mistakes we think DC made. And again, we're not insiders. We're not in the business. We're just coming from a fan perspective. But DC, it's weird to say that because DC wanted to be Marvel, but they didn't want to be Marvel. So they they wanted the success that Marvel had. They wanted to have a team movie put together, but they didn't want to do it the way Marvel did it. Marvel earned that. You know what I mean? When, when, right. When right. When when they do that shot where they're standing in a circle in Avengers, yeah, one. They yeah. earned that. You know, that was like three, four years worth of movies. Yeah. You Still know, gives me they wanted it in a year. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and they didn't earn it. And you're right. They should have. Um, I don't know that Batman versus Superman should have been should have existed. Maybe that's something that comes up before after Justice League. Let them have a friendship. Let them have a or at least a, 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 a mutual respect for each other before you pit them against each other. Yeah, you know, I mean, you if, had they done like the, after Justice League, like if they found a reason for them to fight after the Justice League? Yeah, the Justice League bad guy should have been Doomsday. Yeah, right. Have individual films. They fight Doomsday. They all get their butts kicked. And Superman dies. Boom. There you go. <laughs> then you're yearning for Justice League too. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen to Superman? And and what happens to the world without a Superman? What happens to the Justice League? Last time we saw them, they were beat to crap. Yeah. Superman's dead. Yeah, they got Doomsday. Yeah, there has to be a loss. Could you imagine if Justice League ended with Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and Flash, like, beaten half to death and Batman standing, you know, uh, standing over Lois Lane holding Superman's dead body? Right. 
I mean, that would have been fantastic. Yeah, you would have the same resonance of the end of Infinity War where you're like, holy crap, they lost. It's awesome. And then the lady in back was like, someone just tell me what I just saw. <laughs> yeah, Classic. Superman died. <laughs> Classic. All right. Uh, all right. So, uh, did you did we talk about all the bad? Yeah. You want to talk about? Well, yeah. I mean, that that's that was my my only issues in this is was again, again. It could be my point of view. I wasn't I wasn't dead center in the movie theater. I was off to the side. I don't know. Sometimes HD like too like that's the issue is I think when I think about these new Star Wars movies also again. Hey, the special effects are awesome, but. There is that grittiness that you saw in the original trilogy because they were models. You know, there is that grittiness right. to it, that that real is that organic feeling that I had for those original movies. And sometimes when things are too clean, it kind of takes that away from me. But and I will say, I'm sorry, I would say at the Russo brothers, I think I read somewhere where they said that they try to use real world props whenever possible. Oh, okay. even if even if it costs a little bit more, right. they would rather try to use real world props whenever possible. But I'm not saying that because their CGI is fantastic. I mean, you believe Thanos is a real person. There's never a point in Infinity War where you, th- where you think you'll get a computer graphic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it could just be down to whatever companies they use. That's crazy. One's better than the other. Yeah. yeah. How, how are the same freaking company? <laughs> Come on. Right, I mean, because, you know, the, the DC, they, they got, listen, come on, Henry Cavill's mustache thing. I mean, that's just, that just should never have happened. That was embarrassing. With, yes, with, with the budget, with the money that they got, that was just ridiculous, you know. And so, and because of that, you, you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, okay, what were they trying to, like, shortchange in this movie now, you know? But, you know, they, they went all out, and, and I loved it. I love the fact that they went all in on Aquaman who I would say he's not of the holy trinity of the DC universe. Right, right. Right. And he carried the dang film as best as he could. I mean, again, in my mind now, when I think of Aquaman, I'm not thinking, you know, remember that old cartoon with Aquaman, Aqualad? No, that, that yeah. image of Aquaman is no longer there. It's it's this guy. Same thing with Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. And for the longest time, it was, you know, Linda Carter. Right. Well, the DC, the DC universe, at least movie-wise, is no more, no longer about a billionaire and a reporter. It's about a princess and a king. Ooh, did you think that would up yourself? Just now. <laughs> um, let me just let me just briefly mention some things that I I found annoying. Oh, uh, there was they did dial back the dude broness, but not enough for me. Okay. <laughs> um, I, a lot of the jokes were telegraphed. That's probably why I didn't I didn't laugh at them or. Like I, I knew I knew what happened with the mother was going to happen. I think everyone saw that coming. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the toilet bowl scene, I totally saw that coming. Oh, that was disgusting. It didn't make me laugh. I went, ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was really annoyed because you, you can't put two people that live in the water, drop them, literally drop them in a desert and not explain how they get out of that desert. And they yeah. don't explain it. They went straight from them finding that thing to going to Italy where they needed to be. And the only reason why they went into the desert was to say that that little cylinder needed moisture. You think that was that whole thing? That was the whole thing. I mean, I mean, well, I guess it needs water. <laughs> that was the only right, thing but I could I, think of I why they had to go to the desert. I mean, they jumped out of an airplane with no – you would think Atlanteans would need water more than like you or I would. Yeah, and they had no bottles of water. You not even not even the scene of them drinking a bottle of water. Like, par, <laughs> what a great an for a commercial for like yeah, you well, know. yeah like, like pull an Aquafina out of out of the, <laughs> out of the knapsack and take a sip. Yeah, a little it, camelback, but they couldn't do that. Straw. You're right though; they couldn't do that because they she couldn't do that little funny thing with the "I need your water," you know. Uh, yeah, right. You come, and and why would you let the pilot say there, there's nothing around for hundreds of kilometers, and then you just cut from them being. In the desert to them being in Italy. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, even the physics was kind of weird because I'm assuming they were up high in the airplane and they land on the, on the sand. They're laughing about it. But in Italy, Aquaman's literally falling like maybe two floors off the building. It just takes the wind out of him. Well, I guess it's the difference between landing on sand and... No, you got to remember the first hit he took. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he... he I, and that's, that's the other thing I liked about that scene. He got his butt 
kicked. Yeah. Italy. I like I like that. And and because it, it made like because when you they introduce Black Mance in the beginning, the the sword doesn't work on nothing works on like he's he's literally like rubbing the floor with him. Right. And 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 I'm glad how they made his armor, um, the way they did. I'm trying trying not to be too spoilerly, but I'm glad you know how he got his. I like the backstory of how he got his armor, how he got his energy weapon. I like all that, and I'm I'm glad it put him at a, at an even foot with Aquaman. Like I want next movie to just to be two hours of him and Black Manta fighting. Oh, okay. I'm glad you brought this up. This is going to be my next question. Aquaman 2, right? No. This is going to be Aquaman versus Black Manta, I guess. has to be be a personal revenge story. It has to be a personal revenge story. It has to be. uh, Look, again, not a professional, not in the business. I would write it from the guilt he feels for leaving his father there and coming to terms. That's That's what the whole movie should be, him coming to terms with that. Yeah, and how do you think Orm fits into it then? I don't know, because in the comic book, Orm is kind of like sometimes a good guy, sometimes on like sometimes he'll be like, "You're the king, you're my brother," blah blah blah. I'll follow your lead. Pretty much in the comics, Orm follows whatever the storyteller needs him to do. Hmm. Like be a bad guy when he needs him to be a bad guy. Like Loki, he, sometimes More good, less. sometimes bad. I guess. Oh yeah, so maybe that's your Thor element right there. Oh. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. So. We'll see. And here's another thing. I'm, mm, I don't know if I'm bringing that up because it's spoiler, spoilery. We spoil this crap out of Well, let's just say the mom in the comics isn't around the way she is here. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder. Well, I see, that's the thing. I Oh, man, that's part two right there. Black Manta takes out Nicole Kidman. Oh. And Arthur has to wrestle with the fact that it's kind of his fault because... He all, you know, he, he he knocked over that first domino. Right. Boom. Do you think Aquaman so now is in the ocean now? He is, you know, king of Atlantis. Oh yeah. I think he's I think he's doing both. I think he's uh, poor daddy's really lonely now. No, mama showed up. Hey, oh that's true. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. I think I think he'll uh yeah, I think he'll um he'll do both. Oh man, I'm so it's so weird that Wonder Woman and Aquaman are now who I look to to be the DC Cinematic Universe people. <laughs> I see hope. I see, you know, with Wonder Woman and, and Aquaman, I I can see DC whoever's in charge. I forget who it was in, in, in the, of the universe now. I think we're in good hands. That yeah. we're gonna finally see a really good, you know, Green Lantern movie, a really good Superman movie, a really good Batman movie. You know, but I, I, we. We talked about this a while back. I think my fear right now, even with with the next phase of the Marvel movies, when is this superhero genre going to burst? Because it's going to happen because we're at an all time full high right now. There's only so much you can take. I I don't know. It's a great question. I I have no idea. I mean, I don't ever want it to burst because not until I get a a really good Nightwing trilogy, at least. (laughs) Um, I'm waiting for that really I'm in love with Superman movie. That's I think that's what I'm looking for. And I think oh, it's Henry Cavill. I think he can. I think he really can pull it off I th- I think, it, I with the like, right writing, director, and and story. I think he is. He can be it. I just think. I, I think like Charlie Cox and Daredevil. I don't think we're going to see him in the suit again. Wow. I really don't. I mean, this is my my question for you. You, you you're a big fan of the comic book hero Shazam. Yeah. Are you how looking forward to this movie? Because that's our. That's one of our next movies, next superhero I, I movies. think my biggest problem was was looking at behind-the-scenes footage in pre-production, and I should have never done that. Because, I mean, I was like, you I, you know, Zachary Levi, Levi, I've seen him, you know, as him. He's a toothpick. And it's like, come on, man. And the goofball. Like, all his roles are he's a goofball. Yeah, but look at yeah. Momoa. You believe his stature because of what he looks like when he's not wearing the outfit. Well, it's funny. We were saying this before, like months ago, when we were talking about Zachary Levi. It's like, do you really see him standing shoulder to shoulder with Momoa and Cavill? <laughs> Even <laughs> next to Gal Gadot. Come on. Yeah, he'll kick his ass. So anyway. Yeah, I, I think right. that was my only thing. But I, I really, I really hope it does really well. I mean, okay, if you have to ask me like deep inside... All right, I'm going to be biased. I actually want the Shazam movie to do better than Captain Marvel because I Captain Marvel, I don't know, I don't know jack, jack crap about that character at all. 
right. know she's a big player in the Marvel Universe. Eh, you know. But, oh, man, I love Shazam. Really. I mean, I want that movie to do to do really, really well. And, you know, watching the trailer of it, I'm, I'm leaning towards it. I think it's going to be an okay movie. All right, cool. Just uh, um, tell these guys to work out. Zach, hit the freaking gym. Well, let's let's let's. It's April. We have some time. <laughs> uh, so actually, our next superhero movie technically is Glass. I don't know if we're doing a show on that yet. We'll have to talk about that. Um, and then after that is Captain Marvel in March. Glass is coming in January, and then Captain Marvel in March. All right, let's talk box office. Okay. I really, 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 really want Aquaman to be Venom. I don't think it will. Because <laughs> you got to remember, Wonder Woman. It beat Venom. Beat Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman was like really good. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I now that I'm thinking about it, maybe Venom does well because it has that uh, that horror aspect to it. I mean, I know it wasn't scary, but that right symbiote thing. Because I, I know that's you know, if right now, the, like if you watch Netflix. And like movies coming from there, they're still riding high, you know, like movies like The Grudge, right? Isn't that an Asian movie or no? The Grudge is, well, it was an Asian movie and then, yeah. you know. So they, they have that vibe. So I don't know if that has something to do. I, I, dude, I don't know why Venom is making so much money. And, well, I and that's you, what I was wondering, like, you know, it, do I know movies anymore? Because I'm clueless about Venom. Well, let me tell you this. Over the weekend, I'm reading this uh, from online. Over the weekend, the DC Comics film Aquaman earned 126.4 million at the foreign box office, bringing the current combined earnings and remember, not open in the states yet, to 261 million, 261.3 million dollars. That's Damn. before it opens in the states. Wow. So, wow is right. Man, that's insane. So, does it get to? It's outpacing Infinity War and Black Panther for domestic advanced sales. But that's just a new thing. Everybody's just buying advanced movie tickets now. I think they're they're buying it more than they did for Infinity War and Black Panther. Yeah. But yeah. The, the, the these big numbers that you're seeing is they're watching it over and over again. Yeah. Like m- several times. This is not I mean, like a one-time thing. That, that's a huge foreign so far. 261 million foreign. So it's going to... Uh, yeah, so does it be Venom? I don't know. Let me see where Venom's at. Last time we saw it was at 853, I think, million? Hmm. Let me check this out. Yeah, I don't know. I really want it to be, because I think it's a better movie than Venom. Oh, I'm, I, definitely it's a better movie than Venom. Yeah, okay, so Venom is currently at, worldwide, 852. All right, so yeah, 853 million. It's currently at 852 million. Aquaman's at 261, hasn't opened in the States yet. Mm. What do you think? Well, let me ask you this. You going to go see it again? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm saying that. No, I know. Uh, you know, F movie. I'm going to say, dude, fuck. I'm going to edit this out. F movie pass. You <laughs> <laughs> changed your mind. <laughs> and uh, and there are a lot of movies I'm looking forward to. I, I, I want to watch Mary Poppins. A lot of movies coming out that I, I want to kind of bank up for. Okay, I mean, I, I'm using my, I've been using my Regal Crown credits to get free tickets. Okay. Um, I think I'll go see Aquaman again. Cool. Then, I, then, then I want a, I want a part two review from you on the next Twig, maybe. Well, I, wait, relax. I didn't say when I was going to see it again. Oh, okay, I gotcha. <laughs> well, then whenever then. We'll put Our next twig. twig is Wednesday. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the next Twig after you see the movie again. How about okay. that? There you yeah, go. I'll give you. Yeah, like a, like my serial review. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm trying People to want to know. Oh, uh, it's not telling me how much Aquaman cost. But yeah, anyway, not in a right. bad way. I mean, it, hey, when this movie hits Netflix, yeah, I'm I'm all over watching this thing again for sure. Yeah, and I think it'll yeah. look better on TV too. It won't look as precise, which is what I was complaining about. Yeah, now I'm curious that your your theater screen was better than mine. If that's crazy. I got I come from a small town. This is what I was thinking. If this movie was in 3D, I think I would have. I everything I, I said would not be there because when you wear the 3D, 3D glasses, it has that shade of gray to it, so it's not as pristine, you know. And I think the underwater stuff is going to look mind-boggling, or at least I hope it would. I don't know. I mean, is it coming out in 3D? Would you go see it in 3D or no? You're done. Well, like I said, that that was a long movie. That was over two two hours, wasn't it? Well, this movie was supposed to come out October 5th. They moved it to December 21st. 
No. Yeah. If someone wants to take me to the movies, I'll go. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Aquaman IMAX review. Should you watch Aquaman in 3D or not? So, yeah, there was a 3D version of Aquaman. Okay. Very good. All right. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Uh, last All right, thoughts. Let's give it a rating. What do we do? Rating of, uh, well, last thoughts and a rating. <laughs> last thoughts. Uh, you go first. My last thoughts are a really fun comic book movie. If you're a comic book fan, go see it. This definitely redeems, like Wonder Woman, redeems the DC Universe a little bit. And uh, Jason Momoa, born to be Aquaman. Out of, what's our rating go up to? Five or ten? I always forget. Yeah, six. It goes up to ten? <laughs> sure. Wait, six? What? <laughs> In the butt. I think we do uh, one to five. One to five? Yeah. I will give it a solid four. Oh, okay, cool. I would say this movie for me, Aquaman, he is now a pertinent character in the DC universe, he's someone that I guess he's not the joke of the group anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he has some weight. He has, you know, a personality behind him. He has some seriousness to him. Um, Jason Momoa as an actor playing this role. You're right. That dude is Aquaman. I mean, like it, it all makes sense for to pick this guy to take on this role. Amber Heard. Uh, yeah, she was great. You know, she was I, I, I to me, I really liked her in this movie like a lot. I liked her character. Like you said, if they call this movie Mera. Yeah, makes sense. I can I can see that she was such a strong character. Um, she wasn't she wasn't that damsel in dis- distress that you see once in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. She yeah, she took care of herself. Um, uh, rating one out of five. Uh, I will give it three point seven. How about that? Three point right, seven. So- we got 7.7 between the two of us, so that's an average of 3 points. Oh, I'm sorry. We did out of 10. No, we did out of 5. We did oh, out okay. of 5. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't want to be like uh, such a dick. You made me forget my math. Two, what did I say? We gave it a 4. You said, I gave it a 4. You gave it a 3.7. 7.7 divided by 2 oh, is a 3. 3.8. 3. 3.8 average. Not bad. That's a, that's a solid B+. plus. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Alan, where can people find us? Oh, everywhere. Anchor FM, Nerdemy, Instagram, Nerdemy, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Nerdemy Podcast. Uh, rate and review. You said someone did give us a five-star review, but they didn't say who it was. Yeah, they gave us a five-star rating, but they didn't write a review. Come on. So thank you if you're listening. but uh, And if you're not listening, well, never mind it. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Anything else? Yeah, I want to say a nice hello to, I just found out yesterday, my friends Deb and Mike, their daughter Rachel listens to us. So I was very uh, happy to hear that. So I want to say hi, Rachel. Are Thanks you for listening. Right. Are you doing? Right. And, uh, yeah. And, I was oh, waiting Alan, for uh, my man. My, my man. I was waiting no. for that. No. Well, keep waiting. <laughs> and Alan. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's December. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to put it. Christmas in this. Till next time. Mara. Peace. Peace.